0: Thank you for listening to Breakthrough Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message, brought to you by John Crumpton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. Good to be able to continue sharing the Word with you this morning. We've been on a little bit of a journey, a series, as we look to the rock. We want to recognize our inheritance, what we have received through our spiritual father and to acknowledge that the Lord has given to us certain truths that are like jewels that we need to steward well in order that we might get the full value out of it, but also that we might get reward, um, you know, because those who steward well, you know, we enter into the joy of the Lord. And so, you know, we we were bouncing off the, the verse in Isaiah 51, you know, look to the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were hewn. And so we're looking back at some of the things that have been given to us and deposited to us and, uh, and that will serve us well as we continue in our journey and we run our race together. And this morning I want to talk to you about this whole understanding around servanthood and humility And these two things go together. I have a bunch of scriptures for you and let's see how far we can get. Um, But as we are working through these things together, know that the Lord wants to speak into our hearts and he's wanting us to live in a particular way that we might uh, demonstrate the truth uh, of what he's calling us to. So it's not just about, hey, we're hearing a teaching, and this is great uh, to you know increase our knowledge, but it's actually about transformation and how we should live our lives. And so it speaks to the very core of who we are as the family here at Breakthrough. One of the major scriptures for us is one John chapter three, verse 16. I don't know most of you know John three sixteen, but one John. 316 says this is how we know what love is Jesus Christ lay down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters goes on in verse 18 dear children let us not love with words or speech but with actions and in truth okay so there we have it and notice It's about laying down our lives for our brothers and our sisters, okay? So the first place of application is in the family of God, right? And so we recognize that there's certain truths that we live out to everyone, and there's some aspects of our calling that we call to step up to an even higher level, first and foremost, with the family of believers, And so there's a laying down of our lives. There's this sacrificial element to the way in which we glorify Jesus and we lay down our lives for one another in the body. In John chapter 13, um, we're going to pick it up in verse 14, but here we pick up the story of where Jesus has been washing the feet of the disciples. This is at the, the Last Supper. It says, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Now in this day and age, it's not so much about taking a bowl of water and cleaning someone's feet, but it's about the attitude of how we might refresh one another, how we might serve one another. And of course we understand, because of the time that they lived in, that washing feet was the lowest Of the lowest tasks that was given to the lowest of the lowest slaves. And Jesus did this for his disciples. Verse 15 says, Now I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master. Nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So here we get a blessing that's released to us as the people of God if we do these kinds of things, which is serving one another in very lowly, humble, sacrificial ways. All right? Most Christians want to be power Christians, right? They want, hey, you know, I'm top of the pile. And Jesus is actually calling us to the role of slaves, servanthood. Can I get an amen? amen? All right. Wives are busy making sure that their husbands are awake at this point. In Mark chapter 10, uh, this is the, the account where, where James and John have, uh, have been asking, you know, through their, their mother, you know, can we get the highest place of authority and recognition in the kingdom? You know, we want to sit at your, at your left and at your right, you know, when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus called to them and he called them together and he said, you know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles They lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them, but not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus is giving us the key to greatness. Right? He's he's showing to his disciples, and we are his followers, his disciples. He's showing to us that the way to that place of greatness, that way to the place of elevation, is through humbling yourself and serving Hallelujah, all right? And so we've been given insight of the ways of the kingdom, how we might become greater in the kingdom. Great amen. Yes, all right, that was your moment. In Hebrews chapter six and verse 10, God is not unjust, he will not forget your work, and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people And continue to help them. Come on. You are serving Jesus as you serve one another. And God does not forget. In other words, there's going to be reward. There's going to be recognition for the way in which you serve. And it's going to come from Jesus himself. Because as you're serving others, it's as though you're serving Jesus. You're doing it as unto the Lord. Beautiful. Beautiful. Verse 11, we want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. And so this, this living a life of serving others, don't become lazy, all right? You need to come out of your hibernation Come out of your isolation and you need to be looking for opportunities that you can serve first and foremost the brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. And then beyond that, go and serve others, right? And so we are actually growing in our spiritual maturity the more we serve. We never outgrow our serving. We don't, oh, you know, I've reached a level and a category of spiritual maturity. You know, I, uh, I, I get the microphone every now and then, so I don't need to X, Y, and Z. No, we always, every single one of us, are living in this role of serving one another. We don't kind of like, hey, I'm at the top of the pyramid now. Other people must serve me. I I tell you, I get absolutely distraught when I see people, leaders, in the body of Christ elevating themselves and having other people bow and scrape and serve them at every turn and they themselves as leaders do not lift a finger to help and serve others in menial ways. Sure, yes, they're serving by, you know, preaching and so on. But, you know, when you try and elevate yourself to some kind of king status and everybody else is your subject and must bow down, you're actually violating what Scripture is calling us to be and to do. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13 says, You, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh but rather serve one another humbly in love. Use your freedom to serve others. That passage we looked at earlier in John chapter 13, when Jesus was washing the disciples' feet, the first part of that chapter says, Jesus knowing where he had come from, he'd come from the Father, and knowing where he was going, where he was returning, back to the Father. He knew who he was. And out of that place of knowing, out of that place of identity, security in God the Father, he then served. So we humble ourselves because we know our identity. Come on. All right. Verse 14, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. So we express our love for our neighbor through serving them, helping them, practical things. It's not just God bless you, God loves you, I'm praying for you. You know, give them a pamphlet in their mailbox. You need to be stepping across into actions of practical love that you love your neighbor as yourself this thing of servanthood, serving, humility, and love are all intertwined. In 1 Peter chapter 4, and uh, we pick it up in verse 9, Offer hospitality, to one another without grumbling. And I'm so glad that we get an opportunity to offer hospitality now. We're getting a number of leaders from around the country gonna be joining us in October. And so you get this opportunity to put this word into practice real soon. Come on, let's flood the office with offers of hospitality. First 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have that you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So God has graced you. He's enabled you. He's given you gifts. And each one of us got different gifts. But he's given it to us and we're stewarding it. We're looking after it that we want to get an investment, an increase on, our, on God's investment in us, Right? and we steward it in such a way that we serve others. Yay, you want to be filled with grace? Come on, steward whatever God has given you and use it to serve others. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. All right, we are anticipating that we are very soon gonna come out of level three in this lockdown and to level two. And that means we trust that very soon a hundred of us will be gathered here and children's ministry will kick in again. And you will be able to use the gift that God has given to you to be able to serve others. Whether it's tea, coffee, you know, the cleaning the bathrooms, parking, ushering, children's ministry, whatever it may be. There are certain things that you can do that can bless and serve others. What's in it for me? Um, obedience to the scriptures. God is not unjust. He sees what you do and you will be rewarded. All right? Yeah, but I should be paid for this. No. This is your serving. But this is my job. Yeah, that's fine. Monday to Friday, you can do that and you get paid for it. But on Sunday, you can do it as unto the Lord. His rewards are out of this world, man. All right. So we tie into this thing of serving and servanthood. It comes from an attitude of humility. So a couple of scriptures around this. From Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Be devoted to one another. Come on, that is a very strong command. Big statement. Be devoted to one another. All right? We want to see others succeed. So we're serving them because we want them to do well. Honor one another above yourselves. Whew. It's not a me first culture in the kingdom. It's honor one another above yourselves. No, no, you first. Never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Can you see this thing of humility in serving others is part of our zeal in serving the Lord. It's connected. Verse 12, be joyful in hope. Hallelujah. Patient in affliction. Be patient. All the troubles that we're going through, be patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Come on, this verse was written for this month. All right? Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. So we can serve, we can humble ourselves, and we can honor others in very practical ways, Serving them, giving financially, giving resource, uh, doing whatever we can do because God has given us certain gifts and talents and skills. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. that's how you can serve one another is when they're celebrating, you know, they got the breakthrough, you haven't. You serve them by rejoicing with them. Right? Someone suffered a loss, and you've had a great breakthrough. Hey, in turn, you then humble yourself, and you go and you mourn with them. All right? Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Come on, so much inequality in this nation. Which means there are loads of opportunities for us to do this very verse. We can identify and we can mix and we can mingle with people who are of a lower position. Do not be conceited. Hmm. Philippians. I think we're all clearing our throat there, right? Philippians 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. I mean, this is just so clear, right? So we're looking out for one another. We're serving, but it comes from a heart attitude, right? I'm not bigger and better than you, because I've got whatever possessions or resources or whatever it is. We're all lovers of Jesus and we all love one another. Yeah? Okay. In your relationships with one another have the same mindset, the attitude of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. But rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself... By becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So Jesus set for us this great example in terms of humbling himself, the king of all kings, the highest, the name that is above every name. And he humbled himself and he became a man. And he walked among us as a man. And he did the miracles that he did as a man. And in that place of humility, he modeled something of us for us in terms of our attitude, how we should walk, in humility before God and with one another, and that we should serve one another from that place. First Peter five, verse six, "In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders." All of you, clothe yourselves with humility. In other words, you're putting it on like a garment. It's kind of like, man, you look good. Yeah, I'm dressed in humility. So clothe yourselves with humility towards one another because God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Isn't that awesome? So God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble, and he will lift you up. If you lift yourself up, hey, pride comes before a fall. But if you humble yourself, then God will lift you up. And when he lifts things up, man, that's the right kind of lifting up you want to experience because it's right, righteous, sustainable and it's by his grace if it's by your sweat you've got to keep sweating to maintain it but if he does it he will not only enable it but he will sustain it uh just want to tag in one little thing here as we our last little scripture and then a couple of closing thoughts matthew 23 Uh, from verse 8 but you are not to be called rabbi for you have one teacher and you are all brothers and you do not call anyone on earth father for you have one father and he is in heaven nor are you to be called instructors because you have one instructor the messiah the greatest among you will be your servant see this coming in again for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. This whole thing is speaking around this notion of being elevated through position and titles. And we see this in the the wider body of Christ trying to one up each other. You know, well, you know, I'm taking on this title, and I'm taking on that title, and you know. Uh, And Jesus is actually saying, you don't need a title. In fact, your greatness doesn't come from you elevating yourself and puffing yourself up. But your greatness will actually come in humbling yourself. And not worrying about status. And not trying to run after some kind of title. Just be who God has called you to be. Your title doesn't make you anything different. So as we're looking to the rock in our context, as we're looking to our spiritual inheritance through our spiritual father, Derek Crumpton. One of the things that he really taught us was we don't need a title. He was just Derek. He didn't have to be called Pastor Derek or Apostle Derek or anything like that. Uh, he did earn the, the, the title Rev at one time, and we always revved him about that. Um, but he never went by titles. He set an example for us that there's no difference between anyone who's on the platform, so to speak, and others who are in the body of Christ. We're all brothers and sisters together. He demonstrated an attitude of humility. We we used to do shared lunches, combined lunches, and and we'll we'll get back to that in the not-too-distant future. But you would almost always, even though he was the leader, you would almost always see him serving his plate of food last. Showing this example of these scriptures enacted for us in tangible living expression. You know, it's one thing to say, you know, I'm really, really humble. (laughs) And then, you know, try and hobnob it with everybody. He would talk to people didn't matter what their station in life was. When we grew up as, as little kids in our home, we would take people off the streets into our house. People who'd lost it all, addicted to drugs, alcoholics, whatever the, the thing was, and treat people as human beings. We had a, a few convicts, and <laughs> we had a murderer, and ex-murder, well, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we had a few people that had lost their marbles. Uh, we, we, had, we had quite an assortment of people, but we were taught as children, you treat people with dignity, with value. We don't just, you know, like bow and scrape to, you know, the the big visiting speaker or the big rich person or whatever it is. We're not actually impressed about the car that they drive or the house that they live in. We're impressed by the way in which they love Jesus. Yeah. Now, if they've got a fancy car and a nice house and they love Jesus, that's fantastic. We love them. But if they're in a small little shack, and they love Jesus, we love them, and we will love all people, right and so you know, Dad went off into the jungles of Nigeria, and he was on a mission station where it was a it was a leper colony, and he refused so <laughs> one gets me. He refused to wear gloves when he touched and he prayed for, and he tended to the wounds of the lepers. He said he just couldn't see Jesus wearing gloves because he treated people with dignity. Now, you know, I understand that there, there's some medical reasons why you do need to, to, to be cautious and not spread germs from person to person, but it was, it was enacting a value system so this, this attitude was portrayed in generosity, and we'll get on to generosity next week after we've been praying for the economy <laughs> this next week. But he would be looking out to see the needs of others and how we might take care of other people's needs. This thing of serving others, putting other people's interests ahead of your own, of humbling yourself, being Jesus to one another. So, all of this stems from a place of hot attitude. 1 Corinthians says, you know, I can even give my body to be burned in the flames but if I have not love it's of no consequence and so it's not just in the doing of good deeds because there are many unbelievers who do phenomenal good deeds I mean you know gift of the givers and whatever they're doing phenomenal good deeds but they do not believe in Jesus Jesus so, it's not just about doing good deeds. It's about having the right heart attitude and the correct motivation. We're doing it out of love for Jesus. And because Jesus loves people, we're doing it to love those that Jesus loves. All right. So, I think we're going to bring it to a close right there. Can I ask you, you know, let's just take a time to pray. Um, and just ask the Lord to give us grace that with this, in a sense, this fresh uh, revision of these truths, most of us have heard this before, but that as we refresh our, our commitment to walk in these ways, that he would grace us. So let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you set us just the most beautiful example of humility of laying down your life, that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. So would you strengthen us as we resolve again to walk in your footsteps to, to model to those around us the life of Christ. Strengthen us, Lord. Give us the grace of To walk in humility with one another, to love and to bless each other in practical ways. May your name be magnified and glorified in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.